has all the knowledge you want. Malik books has all the knowledge you need. Malik books. Yeah, they have all the books that the whole wide world wanna read. Malik books. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Malik's Book Show, bringing a world together with books, culture, and community. Hi, my name is Malik, your host of Malik's Bookshelf. Wow, I'm on my 50th episode, a milestone. And I got fire on this episode because I interviewed and I thought long and hard of what should I do for my 50th episode. And I invited a aging and longevity expert on to talk about health and wellness. Why? Because the health of the black nation's health is at risk of dying faster than any other culture or race. And I want to talk about this because I want us to live. No one dies quicker than a black man. This is not a dark and gloomy episode. This is a positive, uplifting, motivational, inspirational episode for my 50th. We must choose life. And this episode is about solutions so that you can change your life. It's about important information. The solutions are easy and obtainable. They low-hanging fruit. And you can make change today. So that interview with Walter Dijon Malik, stay tuned for. I'm also going to be talking about what? Malik's mailbag. That's right. I'm going to field a few more questions. So stay tuned for that on this episode. And hey. Enjoy the 50th episode of Malik's Bookshelf. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Malik's Bookshelf, bringing the world together with books, culture, and community. And I have a wonderful guest, a guest that, hey, is more than just a guest. He's like a brother. That's right. Maybe more than a brother, a spiritual brother. I've known him since... The 80s, the early 80s. Early 80s. USC, <laughs> both of us Trojans, graduated, roommates, pledged together, worked in the mortgage field together. This is a finance. You know, he's a specialist in finance. Yes, now he's been moved on into an area that I thought was something that the world needs to know more about. And that's about how to live. The choices that we make affect our life. Right. This brother has studied. I didn't even tell you his name. His <laughs> name is Walter Malik Dijon. Yes, sir. See, and for those who don't know, Malik means king. Walter Malik Dijon is a now a specialist and a student in the way of aging and longevity. Yes, and so I had to bring him on. This is my 50th episode. And I wanted it to have meaning and purpose. And I thought none other than my beloved brother to come and speak to our audience about aging and longevity and making choices to live. Welcome, my brother. Hey, absolutely. (laughs) It's an absolute honor to be here with you, Sans. And and you'll hear me call him Sans from time to time. Please excuse me. Me and him pledge the same fraternity. And... uh, I lived with this man a long time. Not only have we been friends and brothers for a long time and went to school, one of the people I'm most proud of in my life, um, I don't know, he's probably told you before, but this man at one point was one of the fastest men in the world, and he's ran in four Olympics, and I just grew up being so proud of him and all his accomplishments, so it's an honor to be here. As a matter of fact, um, brother, I remember you starting selling books, right? We yes. Were on uh, Manchester and Figueroa. Figueroa. Woo! In the hood. Yes, sir. <laughs> but selling books at a time where this wasn't popular, meaning they had, they had, they had not only did they have no other black bookstore options, it was impossible even to find these books if you even wanted them. So, to see it uh, morph and grow into this is just amazing. And to be here today is awesome. So first off, what I special, I'm a certified nutritionist. I um, 
I got certified through the um, Stanford School of Medicine, and I'm also a certified personal trainer through the um, North American Sports Medicine Association. And uh, what I what, what sparked me to do this, brother, and you you already know we we've when we became Muslim, right? In the late 80s, early 90s, <laughs> we became Muslims, which we've been for a long time. Yes. What I noticed was me changing religions in terms of theology really didn't upset people. Meaning when I came home and I said, hey, you know, I'm no longer a Christian. I'm a Muslim. I'm going to change and Allah's God. You know, my family and friends really didn't have a huge problem. Oh, Muslims, okay, they're, they're like Christians. They don't like to, they're still in this bad. They believe in the Bible. They got another book, the Quran, but it seems to promote positive things, right? Yes, yes, And yes. Uh, they believe in God and they want to be good people. Okay, all right, fine. But when I told them I had to change my diet, I couldn't eat breakfast anymore. You're not eating breakfast. That's the, you, you're not going to get all Ooh. your nutrition. You're not yeah. going to eat pig. You, you're not going to eat bacon. No right, more. right. It was the dietary changes that I made, especially this one. Mm. I'm only going to eat one meal a day. Radical. I got so much flack for that. So over the years, just because of had, I had faith in Elijah Muhammad's teaching and his I really didn't know why I was eating one meal a day. Mm -hmm. I just did it because he said so. Right, right, right. So when people would ask me, you know, why are you eating one meal a day? Because Elijah Muhammad says so. It's like, what? And I thought to myself, that doesn't sound very intelligent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 We do a lot of things just because somebody say, don't do it. Right. (laughs) So so if I have faith in him, okay, that's one thing. Right. But I should have the intelligence level to explain why I'm doing something and where the benefit comes from. Yeah, so absolutely. I began my journey. And we had a we had living in a time where we information is readily available and technology allows absolutely. us to know things we just didn't know in a lot of days. So we're in the age of knowing. Yes. Everything is being revealed, like the books say, right? <laughs> yes. Even in the world of science, huge revelations. So I began to get into the world of nutrition, and that's, that's where I've um, been studying this kind of stuff for about 25 years, mm-hmm. right? So now we're seeing, as you said, as technology and science evolves, yes. the things that we learn in terms of dietary protocol, we're now getting the answers on why we do it. Yes, okay. yes. You talked about a Nobel Prize being won because of a particular aging uh, protocol. Mm-hmm. That protocol is called autophagy. Now I wanna make sure we hit four kind of contextual um, processes. I wanna make sure we talk about a state of four states of the body. One state is called homesis. One state is called hormesis. And one state is called autophagy. Mm. Okay, I want to make sure we cover those. Now let's talk in terms of fasting. That's the fourth one. I want to talk about Mm -hmm. fasting. Mm -hmm. Fasting should be familiar to everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Because Jesus fasted, right? Right. All the old patriarchs fasted. Fasting has been a part of, say, human behavior for thousands of years. Yes. Not a part of Western culture, really, right? Right. Not a part of American culture. Exactly. But fasting has been known. But we didn't understand the benefits. Mm -hmm. That's where autophagy comes in. Okay. There was a cytologist, and what a cytologist is, a cytologist is... A cellular biologist. Mm-hmm. A cytologist studies the functions of cells, meaning all your cells, your skin cell, okay. heart cell, mm-hmm. muscles. What do they do? Right. What are their functions? Right. 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 Just, he's like a mechanic. Mechanic knows everything about your car. 
what the what the transmission does, what the sparks plugs do, mm-hmm. what the steering wheel. He knows everything about. Well, if we know everything about how a cell functions, then we can see how we can keep the cell healthy. Mm-hmm. If we can keep a cell healthy, then really, how long can we live? Okay, so um, I'm sure most people don't major in biology. Yes, sir. And probably don't even really care. So why is this important? Let's talk about why this is important. So this cellular biologist, right, Yoshinori Asumi, he began to study cells because that's his job. Boring to us, but very important because guess what? You're all made of cells. Cells divide and form tissue. Tissue divides, forms organs. Mm -hmm. Organs form you. So we look at cells and how they work. As we get older, cells become dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. Let's take, for example, my brother's beautiful hair. And he still have his. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember when he was a young man, all of this was black. Black, it is black, jet black. (laughs) Why is it now some is black and some is gray? Well, it's a cellular process that happens that produces dye. So when your hair grows and you're young and the cells are healthy, it produces the dye to Mm -hmm. keep it black. As we get older, the cells become dysfunctional and it can't produce the dye and our hair gets gray. It gets gray. Same things with our eye cells. Mm -hmm. I didn't wear glasses when we were young, right? No, no, no. Okay, so. now too. Right? (laughs) Yes. So these cellular functions start to deteriorate and that's what they call aging. Yes. When your cells start to not function the way that they used to. And you're saying that because you study longevity and aging, that we can turn the clock back or we don't have to age at all. Here it is. As much as these scientists know, they really don't know much about aging. We're just starting to learn. We don't know what makes you age, really. What, what's the underlying causes? Mm-hmm. But what we do know, that there is really no reason for you to age. Mm. Why? Because cells are constantly reproducing themselves. You know how you don't need to know you, you don't, you're not really don't need to age? When you're, say, 40 years old and you have a baby, does the baby come out 40 years old? No, it comes out an infant. It comes out brand new. <laughs> Why? Because you have the ability to make brand new cells in you. Why can't you make brand new eye cells? Brand new Brand new hair cells, mm-hmm. brand new skin cells, so you don't have saggings and wrinkles. Well, that's where autophagy comes in. Mm-hmm. Your body has a system to where if it's put in a certain state, it will clean up and recycle all the dead, we call them senescent, mm-hmm. senescent cells, dysfunctional cells, mm-hmm. and use those old parts to make new cells, just like We talked about the mechanic. You come in with your broken car. He can go to the junkyard, go to a car, pick out good parts in that car, car, and come back and bring them to your car and make your car functional Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Well, your cells do the same thing. As your cells begin to become more dysfunctional, mainly because of lifestyle choices, and we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. Lifestyle choices make your cells dysfunctional, not age, not years going by. Oh, you got to break that down because I'm sure people confused about that. Oh, yes. (laughs) Your body goes through a function where it automatically cleans up all the old dysfunctional cells, uses those parts to make new cells, and then your body can function just like it did 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So you're saying the lifestyle choices that we're making is yes. causing the aging? 100%. And Well, not 100%. Okay. 75 to 85% of your aging is lifestyle. Mm-hmm. 15, about 15% is genetic. It is a genetic aspect of this. But as you can see, the genetic aspect is much smaller than the lifestyle choices. Okay. 
Okay? Mm-hmm. So when you when you make certain lifestyle choices, like when you make the lifestyle choice not to fast, when you make the lifestyle choice, say, to overeat, when you make the lifestyle choice to drink alcohol, mm-hmm. or all these lifestyle choices, yes, we damage ourselves. Mm-hmm. As we make these lifestyle choices over the years, our cells become so damaged that they become irreparable. And once you reach that stage, that's when you start to go into a state of, you know, when you're old, you become feeble. And when you get older, you die. So, so the lifestyle choices that we primarily take, uh, the foods that we eat, the things that we drink. Yes. And the way we even, you know, act and think bring about aging. Right. And it's important point that you made, um, the way that we think. So it, I read in How to Eat to Live, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that there's people that write to me and say, I do everything you said in your book, and, and it didn't help me become any more healthy. And then he talked to him about the way they think. And he said, you can eat perfectly, mm. but if you don't think good thoughts, if you don't have a purpose in life, if you don't surround yourself in a circle of people that love you, that help you and support you and mentally uplift you, you'll die just as if you ate poorly every day. And, and, and that could be confirmed because, you know, it's a lot of young people that are fit that's dropping dead. You remember when they used to say, you, you'll tell them, I stopped eating pork. And they'll say, Grandma ate pork and smoked, and she lived till 90. Grandma might have had a good mental, social lifestyle that helped support her, and she could have even lived longer if she ate right. Mm-hmm. So you never know what components mm-hmm. you know, cause you to age point. and die. That's a good point. Now, this component about fasting yes. we need to discuss because... There are different types of fast. The intermediate fast, mm-hmm. the you know, um, the water fast. Yes, sir. Um, the lemonade fast. They got all types. <laughs> all right? type. Um, but you said something to me one day. When when you're ill, yes, eliminate sir. meals. Eliminate eating some food. Any time you miss a meal, you live longer. And this is how it works. Simple when you understand it. Okay. Okay? So, how do you make your muscles stronger? Lifting weights. Lifting uh, weights? Exerting it, you know, working out. Stressing it, right? Stressing it. There you go. Okay. Find a way to stress it. And if you work your muscle out and stress it, what happens at first? Um, You tear them a little. You damage them. Damage them. It's a little sore, right? Sore, yes. But over time, they become stronger. Stronger. Yes. This is how all the cells operate in your body. When they become stressed, they hunker down, go in defense mode, and become stronger. Mm-hmm. Why? Yes. In order to protect themselves and prolong life. Your body is designed to live as long as it possibly can. Mm-hmm. That's what it's designed to do. Yes. Yes. We are taught that the matriarchs we see in the Bible, Methuselah and um, uh, Noah, all these people who they say in the Bible live seven, eight, nine hundred years. Those are mm-hmm. real years. Mm-hmm. So your body is built to prolong life. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So when your cells are stressed, they go in defense mode and become stronger. Yes. So we just now have to figure out how to stress our body. Mm-hmm. Okay. The number one stressor to your body cells is denying them food. When you deny your body food, your cells go in to protection mode Mm -hmm. and they start using all their resources in order to strengthen themselves because they're saying, hey, we're not getting the nutrition we need. (laughs) And without this nutrition, we can't survive. So we got to get stronger Mm because we got to survive under these harsh conditions. Right. Once your cells start doing that, then they become stronger. 
I want you to understand there's a difference between fasting and starvation. Okay, starvation is when you deprive your body of the minerals and nutrients and food that it needs. We're not talking about starvation. Mm -hmm. We're talking about, it's like we go to the gym right now and I put 300 pounds on the bar, right? Yes, yes. That's yes. going to overstress your muscles. Yes. We want to mildly stress. Yes. So the National Institution of Health did a study over a 20-year period with people and have determined now, you don't have to guess anymore, water fast, blah, 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 fast. Listen, if you, if you do not intake food for a 24-hour period, according to the National Institute of Health mm -hmm. Studies, scientific, no bro science, scientifically, that's when you initiate the initial stages of hypophagy. 24 Topics. hours. If you can go 24 hours without eating, without eating, one oh. meal a day, just like oh, you said. Okay, so if you if you go one meal a day, don't eat, but drink water. Will you go into autophagy? You can drink water, right? So, yeah. the 24 hour period seems to be the sweet spot. The sweet spot, right? So, me as and, and I call myself. Um, so water don't affect this. Water doesn't affect this. So you don't break your fast with water. Water and lemon, coffee, mm -hmm. tea. You don't mm -hmm. break your fast with you that. You don't. Put mm -hmm. sugar, you've broken your fast. Okay? If mm -hmm. you put a substrate, meaning if you if you consume um, a fat, a carbohydrate, a sugar, fiber during mm -hmm. your fast, you've broken your fast. Okay. Okay? You can drink water, mm -hmm. tea, coffee, just you can't eat any substrates you can't eat any fiber you can't eat any food you can't eat any carbohydrates you can't eat any sugars okay during okay. your fast so what I, I as an aging coach what i try to tell my um the people i work with it's tough for some people to go straight into a 24-hour fast you used to eating three meals a day snacks mm -hmm. you know so I try to give them windows. Okay. So initially I'll say, well, let's see, you know, if we can eat from 12 to 8 and don't eat anywhere after 8. So eat, eat say, say you eat lunch, then you can eat during the day till 8 p.m. After 8 p.m., don't eat anymore until 12 p.m. We'll start there. Okay. My window is two hours. So say once I take food, I have two hours to eat. Okay. Till then, I can't eat till 24 hours and what's, later. And what's your hours, the best hours you choose? The best hours, if you're living on like a regular clock, say you don't mm -hmm. work at night, you work during the day and you sleep at night, it's usually after you finish your day. So anywhere between four and seven, you take that, mm -hmm. you take that block of time. So I usually don't recommend going over four hours. So say you eat at four, try to get everything you eat in in a couple hours, mm -hmm. three, four hours max. Okay, okay. And then don't eat any more. So you're not at the state of autophagy? Um, autophagy. Autophagy. And let me tell you what autophagy means. Yeah, what it means. <laughs> Auto means self. Fudgy means eating. Self-eating. So meaning eating. the cells are going in there and eating themselves. I mean, they're eating the other bad cells. They need help. You're not giving them any, any cells. You're not giving them any food to eat, right? Mm -hmm. So what they're doing is they're saying, it's a bunch of dead cells in here that are dysfunctional. Let's go in there just like the mechanic. Mm -hmm. He can't go buy a new car. He's got to go to the dead cars. And pick out parts pick out part. that are still working mm -hmm. and use them to repair mm -hmm. and make the functional cells okay. better. Mm -hmm. So the cells go in and eat themselves. I mean, they go and eat the dysfunctional bad cells and take the parts they can use, discard the parts that they can't use, and make your body whole, healthy. And How long should you be in that state of autophagy? The state of autophagy. Because you said you don't get to it until 24 hours. Right. No. So, and then you, you start eating. So how long are you in that state? So you're in that state. And this is where science is still, brother, trying to get the details worked out. Mm -hmm. Right. So say you don't eat for four hours. 
autophagy starts. That's why I told you, anytime you skip a meal, mm -hmm. you're going to live longer. Say you go four hours, autophagy starts. Then you eat in that four hour up, you didn't get much. Okay, so it's So I'm saying to get the most help, right? Mm -hmm. 24 hours. Okay, so you didn't got the minute you finish, about, it starts after you finish. It starts after you finish, you finish your digestion, which might take a couple hours. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to go into this state. The state becomes more and more pronounced the longer you don't eat. Yes, yes, yes. That's why we're taught that Methuselah ate once every seven days. Mm -hmm. Think how strong the autophagy is seven, after seven days. Yeah. So yeah. here we go with science. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad has been totally redeemed. Okay? Mm -hmm. There's a state of autophagy that's a supermax state. Mm -hmm. It's called chaperone mediated mm -hmm. autophagy. I'm sorry, I okay. had to get technical. <laughs> chaperone mediated autophagy is when the point to where autophagy is the strongest. I mean, these cells are absolutely supermen going through your body, destroying and recycling all the dead cells, bringing you to a state of cellular renewal. So you must get there after how many days of fasting? 72 hours. Three days. Three days. Every day. Chaperone-mediated autophagy takes three days. What did mm -hmm. the messenger tell us? He said eat one meal a day and then one time, time a, a month. month. What? Go on a three-day fast. Go on a three-day fast. How did he know that? Cellular, I mean, I'm um, chaperone. Well, he said God told him. That's how he knew. Chaperone-mediated <laughs> autophagy was not discovered until a few years ago. Autophagy, period, wasn't discovered until 2016. 2016, the Nobel Peace Prize was given for the, the findings on autophagy. Mm -hmm. the, how to Eat to Live was written in 1967. But he had been promoting that lifestyle since, since the 30s. Since the 30s. Since the 30s. And he said that God told, told me in person. One meal a day and yes. fast once a month, three days. Yes. And in the book, he gets even more specific. He says that you should start out eating one meal a day. He said by the time you're 40, you should have, be on two meals a day. As you get older, eat less. Why? Because your cells are fighting all the toxins that, that you've been So you were saying to. eat one, and by, at 40, eat um, one meal every two days. That he was said, your... try to work okay. yourself to get to one meal every other day. Then mm -hmm. try to work yourself to get to one meal. Just do the best you can. Right, but right. I'm telling you. Take great discipline in a world that is abundant of food. Yes. In a society and a culture that revolves around gluttony, right? Yes. I mean... Come on, 60% of black Americans are, are overweight, yeah. obese, o yes sir. And, 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 and you took a lot of flack and a lot of heat because you said that eliminating breakfast. Yes. You know, that's like break fast. The name is just... Waking up eating <laughs> right. when the body doesn't need to eat when it wakes up. No. It needs to work. It's actually the worst meal of the day, and it was invented by... Um, a certain group of people who wanted to sell more food called um, breakfast foods and cereals, right? They wanted to sell. So cereals. what are we doing to our youth, our kids, our children, when we believe in that we got to put carbohydrates and sugar and glucose in front of them as soon as they wake up? What you're doing to them is actually sending them to the grave early. People always ask me, when does the aging process start? The aging process actually starts when you're born. When you're born, you're at a certain cellular condition. That cellular condition will continue till you're about 30. Meaning, say you're at a cellular condition mm -hmm. of 100%. Yeah. That, it will drop very menial until you're 30. Right? So say this is the 100%. And you live in 30 mm -hmm. years, you might be here. You can barely tell, okay. right? Small increment. Once you get to 30, it's going to drop. Once you get to 40, it's going to drop. Once you get to 65, you want to see what happens? <laughs> Once you get to 65, that's what happens. Why? Because you've been eating all these sugary foods since you were a baby.
It takes 20, 30 years to feel the effects of what you're feeding these children. It doesn't happen right away. Mm -hmm. The candy bar takes time. All the sugar takes time. All the carbohydrates take time. The The lack of fiber take time. The sodas. And over the years, until they totally diminish. Mm -hmm. So you get, at 65, you get this absolutely huge and gigantic Mm drop-off in cellular functionality. And what do you start doing then? You start needing the cane. Oh, I can't walk up those stairs no more. Oh, I can't. Sans, I talk to people about working out because diet and exercise go together. I talk to them about working out. And they go, oh, I walk. I get up and walk in the morning with my wife and my friends. And I look at them like this. <laughs> so basically, Remember when we were at USC? You used to walk from where we lived in the Kappa house. Oh, yeah. mile and a half from school. You would walk all the way there just to go to track practice. Just to go to track practice, yeah. yeah. Now you want to tell me you walked around the block and that was your workout. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's the walking away. It's the simplest exercise you can do. But it it does not have the intensity for aging because it right. It does not work the heart enough. Let me just give you Mm -hmm. a benchmark to tell if you're working out, if you're out of breath. It's called hypoxic training. And I'm giving you the scientific terms just so you'll know. Mm-hmm. Hypoxic just means out of oxygen. It's just carbon left, right? Okay. When you are breathing harder and your heart is pumping, then you're working out. If you're just walking down the street, you're not working out. Mm-hmm. To help your longevity, you need to be out of breath. Yes. Why? It's stressing you, stressing. right? That's what yeah. that out of breath yeah. is telling yeah. Dude, I'm not getting enough oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And I also designed, that's why I'm saying this, because I designed workouts okay. strictly for longevity. Mm-hmm. Meaning in the body, there's this principle called the principle of specificity. Meaning your body is designed to do whatever you train it to do. Whatever you tell it to do mm-hmm. is designed. You have a wonderful daughter who runs track. Yeah, let's go work out. And the more you worked out with her, what? The faster the, she got. The faster she got. Right? The stronger she got. Because her the body, the principle of specificity says the body must obey her. But if she sat on the couch, would she would have got faster? Absolutely not. Because the theory of specificity says the body says I got to get good at sitting on the couch. So it's going to be designed to sit on the couch. And you see these couch potato bodies Mm -hmm. walking all around, Mm -hmm. right? So in the theory of specificity, we have workouts that are designed to keep you younger, longer. So we can't reverse the aging process if you catch it long enough. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, not catch it long enough, but catch it soon enough. Here's the thing. Anytime you start while while you're living, anytime you start, on an aging protocol, you will live longer. Now, but you already order, took years off your life because you right, can't get Sans. that back. You're right. Because you the clock started the minute you started ingesting improper foods, overeating, mm-hmm. and living a you know a lifestyle that's contrary to your purpose. Yes. And so, therefore, you know, I have the, to admit the, that's the, correct. The, the aging process and the longevity is already skewed at that point. <laughs> it's already been affected, right? Yeah. So when you look at my body as one whole system, right? I'm nine years younger. Mm. Okay? So I'm around 50, 51 years okay. old. Okay. On a biological and cellular level. clock. Right. Mm. So what I do is now I'm I'm more than optimized. So now I can work and keep turning my clock back. So my goal is to get to say 48 49 in the next five years mm. that's that's my goal so what i'm hearing now look 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 then the fountain of youth <laughs> is fasting fasting is the fountain of youth absolutely now let me give you and i'll give you the five <laughs> i'll give you the five most important things right if, if we, Dr. David Sinclair, who is the head of aging at, at Harvard University, he was asked the question, you know, what's the one thing that we can do 
the low-hanging fruit, the one easy thing we can do to live longer. Miss meals. So we covered that, right? Yes. Anytime you miss a meal, miss you're going to live longer. If you miss a meal for 24 hours, you are going to start putting yourself in a very healthy state. Number two, diet. You need to have the proper diet. Number three, you need to work out. You need to work out. What kind of workouts? They need to be high-intensity interval training workouts. Now, how would you define that in terms of someone who's don't have good mobility and is 60, you know, mm-hmm. 70? How are they going to do a, a, you know, high-intensity training? So we have uh, elderly protocols for training. We have cancer patient protocols. We have... Um, Say if you have certain physical abnormalities mm-hmm. or injuries, protocols for training. So you would need to see your personal trainer okay. and they can do a physical assessment. So mm-hmm. I do a physical and cardiovascular okay. assessment of mm-hmm. any uh, person that I'm coaching prior to giving okay. a workout. So okay. we'll see where you're at, mm. and then we can say, oh, okay, this is what I can okay. recommend. Because so, you're right, some yeah. people can't do everything. Mm-hmm. We're all at unique sure. at different places. Now, I think you stopped off at working out. What's yes. the other? Uh, so, so, so you have, you have um, diet and fasting. You have working out. Now, you have to expose your body to extreme heat. You have to expose your body to extreme cold. Anytime you stress your cells, they're going to get stronger. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you what kind of stressors. Stress them by fasting. Stress them by working out. Stress them by exposing. So go in the sauna for a little while. Mm, heat. Remember, you, you used to do it at that sea, the yeah. ice baths. The ice baths. And when, when, when your ankle was injured, stick okay. it in ice. So detox in the sauna. There you go. Yes. Exposure to extreme heat, exposure to extreme cold. What about being in the sun, getting that vitamin D outside? That ain't that don't qualify? Absolutely. Okay. What it, it qualifies, but not as, unless you're in extreme heat, mm-hmm. what, you should do that every day for at least 20 minutes a day. Especially if you're a melanated person, a darker skinned person, mm-hmm. because um, you absorb and control the rays of the sun better than lighter skinned people. Mm-hmm. You, and you see that. That's with, scientific. I mean, yeah. you know, you can go read papers on it. You um, saw it in the Black Panther with the black suit. Right. That melon absorbing energy. You, you, can, you can absorb, <laughs> right? So that means that it's going to be tougher for you. It's really hardly, I don't think, any foods we can get vitamin D from. Your body produces vitamin D from sunlight. Okay. Okay? You can't eat and get vitamin D. You have to get it from sunlight as the main source. But since you're melanated and you absorb the sun, it doesn't, it metabolizes at a slower rate in you. So when you're melanated, you need more time in the sun than someone who doesn't reflect the sun. They just, all the rays, just the UV rays just come and, ah, so that's why you get sunburned easy mm-hmm. and darker skinned people don't. You have to stay in the sun a little longer. So you should, maybe 30 minutes if you're melanated, stay okay. in the sun every day to get your vitamin mm-hmm. D. But what I'm talking about is go in that hot sauna okay. where you can barely, as much as you can stand, mm-hmm. and then go in ice, really cold environments for long as you can stand. I have, I made my own ice. Um, therapy at my house. So cryonics. A lot of people going to those ice chambers. Yes. You know, for hyper hyperbolic, right? Yes. Where, where, where you deny yourself oxygen. You're denying yourself. Um, you know, you're being too hot. You're being too cold. All these things stress yourself. Yes. yes. And the one last thing. Okay. You need healthy social environments. You need a purpose in life. Meaning if you're living a purposeful life and are at peace, yes. then you're putting yes. your body into a state where it can prolong yes. itself because it's happy. Mm. If mm. you surround yourself with love, mm. kindness, yes. understanding, yes. then you're going to live longer. Let me give you an example. Purpose is important. Purpose is important. If you got to add value to your life. It adds value to every day you wake up. It gives you meaning. Yes. That's important, Absolutely. man. And, and like he told you, I was into finance. I like finance. 
it wasn't necessarily, you know, what I thought was my calling, but I do this out of purpose. The black man does something the best on this planet. He's the best at it. Nobody's better at him than this one thing. Do you know what that is? Dying. Dying. <laughs> the black man in America dies faster <laughs> and better than anyone else. Well, that's my purpose. Mm. To help mm. my people. We got to turn that around. Right. We got to turn that around. That's not a good statistic. And, and I know in these books, they t tell you about this you know, they say the black racial. man is an endangered species. Yes. There are books out here written about that. We dying left and right. Absolutely. But nobody now today is directly forcing us to drink soda all the time. You, there's water in that store, in the liquor store. You have a choice between a bottle of water and a soda. You do have that choice. You do have that so, choice. We can't blame others for everything. We can take it upon ourselves to make lifestyle choices that are healthy. We're not making good choices. We're not. It, well, it is a racial aspect to health care. Health care is expensive, right? Mm -hmm. To get DNA work done sometimes can cost $500. Yes, who, yes. Who has yes, that all yes. the time, right? Yes, yes. I get it done once a year. I get mm -hmm. my blood work done once every three yes, years. Yes, yes. Just like me and you were talking yes. earlier. Uh, yes. uh, Sands, uh, a disease can come out the blue. Yeah. So say you go get your physical today and you're okay, just like that running stream. The new cells that come, some dysfunction can happen. Mm -hmm. Or you're not going to know till you go back to the doctor a year later. Yes. Right. The average black person that I coach, especially the man, has not been to see the doctor in about 10 years. Yeah. And so we got to take better care of ourselves. We do. We do. And we have to know what lifestyle choices we need to make to live longer and younger. Well, I think, you know, that's profound that we do, black men do, and we two black men sitting here, <laughs> we do <laughs> one thing better than any other people on the planet, on that's the dying, planet. on die. the whole planet. Yeah. And, uh, and we need to, you know, we thank God and, that there are people trying to address that and yes. attack that, you know, because that's unfortunately, you know, we've been dying for too long. It's been too going many. on too long since, and, and this is the this is the thing we gotta think of two. This things. is why I had to make this my fiftieth episode because yes, the black man is an endangered species, endangered. and we need to turn this around. And the only way to do it, around. we gotta have information, and we gotta be ready to change. And we, and change is difficult for many of us. Yes, you know we 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 you know we stiff neck, hard headed, rebellious. We get set in our ways, and it's right. costing us our lives. It's costing us our lives, literally costing us our lives. And this is a sad part. You have this aspect of life called mortality. That means when you die. So say you die at eighty, or you die at seventy five. My mm -hmm. my grandfather lived to sixty five, but you have a that's lifespan. You have another aspect of life called morbidity. That's called health span. How many of your years are healthy years? Mm. Meaning when you're not visiting the doctor constantly. Mm. Yeah, you're, you're, you're living, but you're going to dialysis. <laughs> you're on high blood pressure medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're only living because you're taking your diabetes medicine. Your hypertension medicine. You're only living because you had that surgery and they put stents in your heart. That's why you're living. Your health span has already ended. The average black man health span ends 11 years before he dies. So he lives almost a decade or more sick and diseased. Mm. So not only are you going to the grave early, we're losing, right, our health 10 years before we even go to the grave. Mm. And that's what we got to solve because every, every disease I name, whether it's hypertension, whether it's diabetes, mm -hmm. whether it's high cholesterol, mm -hmm. I mean, heart disease, mm. Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia, Alzheimer's, those are largely lifestyle-related diseases. You are in that state because of how you are living 
and your diet. And you can change that. Living and dying. Yes, sir. All due to your choices. And that's why, you know, in 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 when me and, and, and brother talk sometimes, you know, I'm so staunch on, on one aspect. And and he kind of has to even me out sometimes because I know, Sans, I know it's conspiracies out there to kill us. <laughs> and I know it's racial inequalities and sometimes playing a race card is fair and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, yeah. But I just want to just promote responsibility, even among well, all that. With freedom come responsibility. And we haven't executed we proper haven't. responsibility because we free to make different choices to make different choices and we choose to choose death and then you want to play the race card it's just not gonna fly with me you chose soda you chose chips you chose fatty foods who you gonna blame then you want to tell me how bad the, the medical industry is because you couldn't get your heart surgery because it was too expensive. We, we got to take responsibility we got to take responsibility our choices and we got to look in the mirror and say you know hey I did this to myself well, Walter, this has been very enlightening, refreshing. I know it's a mouthful for my audience, and we really appreciate you celebrating this hey, 50th. Hey, I'm happy to be here, brother. You know, because this 50th episode, Let's go, man, 50th. This, this is like, man, enlightening, informative. We're trying to get life, man. We're trying to turn yes, this sir. around, you know, and we can, you know. It, we, we absolutely can. No, we can win this fight, and that's I wouldn't be in a fight. That I knew we were going to lose. Yes. We can win this fight yes. easy. Easy. So I appreciate you. Thank you. And uh, I'd like for you to, um, if my audience can reach you, uh, is there um, a number or email or uh, social media or something? Because, uh, you know, you are in the business of, you know, helping people, brother, make proper choices and live longer. Yes, sir. If you want to follow me and contact me, it's best to do it on Facebook. I have a Facebook group called Health Link Aging Institute. It's the Health Link Aging Institute. And on that site, I post various um, studies. I promote, I promote various information, and it's strictly about aging and health. My job is to keep people living as long as humanly possible so health link aging institute on facebook hello thank you my thank brother. you brother Appreciate for having it. me i told you i was coming back this week with the malik's mailbag the election is over and it's just a continuation of some of the things that happened uh during the election because one of the big things is they carrying pass what one mayor of Los Angeles City. That's right. So as someone who lived in Baldwin Hills at one point in time, but still have a business located in Baldwin Hills, Crenshaw Mall, the historic Baldwin Hills, Crenshaw Mall, the oldest mall, I'm understanding, in the country, 74 years long. Since Malik Books is located in Los Angeles City, what would you like to see our new mayor priorities be once she takes office? Now, normally I would have April read the question, but I'm going to have to read the question. All right, this is from Nathan in South LA. Malik, you sell books. I sell briskets and ribs out of my food truck, but I'm trying to open my own brick and mortar restaurant sometime in 2023. How did you choose the location for your stores? It's a big decision. And if I get it wrong, my restaurant will be doomed before we even open. Thanks for your advice. Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. First of all, the three rules for business. I don't care if it's a restaurant or any type of business. But the three rules is location, location, location. You got to put your business in the right location. You got to do your research. You got to demographics matters. All businesses are different. And, you know, so you, you got to, man, examine what you're trying to sell versus what I'm trying to sell. You know, so my decision might not be the right decision for you. But I'll tell you this. People move in like schools of fish. So my suggestion is, hey, if you ain't got a marketing budget, then you need to set up where the fish is already going. 
That's why Malik Books is located in malls. I started this bookstore. I didn't have any marketing money, but I knew where the people was going. I set up right there and they eat the fish. They eat the books and buy the books. There you go. That's how I made my decision. And um, I look for the right demographics in the right situation. And you got to do the same. Now, the next question is from Kennedy in Crenshaw. Okay. Malik, my mom loves to read, read, read. I have trouble finding her books that she hasn't read. What would be a great book to get her for Christmas that she has definitely not read before? Man, come on now. Let me tell you this. Right now, the holiday book is Michelle Obama, The Light We Carry, Overcoming in Uncertain Times. That is a continuation of her last book a few years ago called Becoming, which was one of the biggest bestsellers of all time. It was a holiday book, and this is a holiday book. Michelle's Obama, The Light We Carry, Overcoming in uncertain times that's the book that's the book right there that's the inspirational book you know her life is extraordinary incredible and you know words don't express you know the significance and her being married to barack obama and let me say this you know overcoming an uncertain time we do live in uncertain times and i think that she's offering some insight into what what you can do in this time of despair for a lot of people where you know things in the world and the economy is you know, is growing and changing and hardship is among us in terms of inflation and recession. So these are uncertain times in the direction the country's trying to go in is divided. Anyway, you might have personal situations going on in your life and you might need some advice on how to navigate in your marriage and your, and, 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 and your children and so forth. So this book, The Light We Carry, because look, change is in you and the light is in you. So whatever you want to be or change to or evolve into, well, guess what? The light comes out of you so hey be you that's what becoming was all about and this is a continuation of her hit book becoming her new one the light we carry so pick up that book today we got it at malik books and malikbooks.com thanks for listening to malik's bookshelf where topics on the shelf are books culture and community be sure to subscribe and leave me a review check out my instagram at malikbooks see you next time